ever wanted to break out of your cubicle and into a business where you can call the shots? You Break Guy Fix is looking for passionate self-starters interested in a franchise opportunity in the booming electronics repair industry. At You Break Guy Fix, we help reconnect people to the devices that they rely on so that they can get back to what matters most. This is a big responsibility. And from the moment you join our family, our franchisees are provided with the resources and support to bring affordable and convenient electronics repair to your community. Did we mention that with amazing partners like Samsung and Google, you Break iFix franchisees also have access to the highest quality parts and personalized training out there, as well as specialized tools. It's true. And it's also easy to visit youbreakifix.com forward slash franchising and learn more about your big break at your very own You Break iFix. Oh, motherfucker, you can't have my cornbread. That's for damn sure. Because if you try to take my cornbread, part two of my killing spree going to begin up in here on your ass right now. If you think about my cornbread begin to taste out your mouth, that's for damn sure. Now, fuck him. Fuck this. Because I'm from New York City, goddammit. Nobody take no cornbread from me. That go for you and any other you motherfucking farmers want to try some shit. You fuck around with me, it's going to be consequences and repercussions. What's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. I want to say a quick shout out to all of our Facebook live viewers right now. Uh, make sure y'all follow the Facebook page and also to our YouTube live viewers. Shout out to you guys as well. Make sure y'all continue to follow the YouTube page, subscribe to the channel, and you can also follow us on our social media on Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast and also on Twitter at BarbershopSPOR2. I'm Trey Frazier. That man over there is Maestro Stiles. Yes, sir. How we living, man? What's good? What's good? <laughs> I'm good, baby. Spending money, man. Yeah, yeah. Spending money. Spending that, spending that STEMI, man. We good, man. <laughs> there we go. That's what's up. Just Hey. Uh, what's up? What's good? I mean, it, it, I, I just got to tell you what's on my mind, man. Um First and foremost, and I, I know I just gotta get straight to it. Uh, recipes to Elgin Baylor, man. Um, no doubt, I, no doubt. I am not gonna lie. I will be honest. I had no clue that he was from DC until he passed. I had spin, no clue. Spin gone high school, right? Spin gone high school, which was mm-hmm. right. I was down the street from, lived down the street from there. I had no clue that this dude was from Washington DC. Um, Rest in peace to the legend. Um, I feel like he's not in the conversations. Of, like when we talk about DMV sports players, yeah. we have a legend. I feel like he's never talked about when you talk about uh, sports legends in D.C. Um, 
He is officially a part yeah. of my conversation. Yeah, I tell you what, man. Um, you know, you you learning something new. I'm learning something new. I I had no idea either until you posted the high school jersey that he wore from Spingarn High School. Um, which, by the way, um, shout out to them because I remember visiting that high school one day, and Kevin Durant had a pickup game there. Oh yeah, um, one summer afternoon, and me and a couple of homies had a chance to go and watch him play over at Spingarn. So, so shout out to them. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I I had no idea either that that he yeah, was I had DC. no clue. Um, and, and obviously he's synonymous in NBA circles, particularly with the Lakers. And I I hear this all the time, especially when someone like Stephen A talks about the Lakers and their past, that Elgin Baylor um, never won a championship with the Lakers. Like, is, is that, am I, am I getting that accurate? I'm not, well, it has to, I would say, yeah, I would say, yeah, it had to be because when I went, you know, I went Wikipedia and them after I found out he was from DC and no mm-hmm. mention of a championship, 11 time all star, and uh, right, you, right. you know, made first team uh, NBA and all, all you know, all those things, but no, it did not win a championship. And yeah, in, uh, yeah. so it must have been them running into the Celtics all those years, probably, um, probably, but. Rest in peace, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I the yep his, the cause yep. of his death had not been released as far as I know. I didn't see it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but yep. for certain, uh, rest rest in peace to the legend, the DC legend, uh, Elgin Baylor, eighty six when he eighty six years old. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, shout out to Mocha Bella in the chat. Also, shout out to Big Kev three O Chi, who's in our. Uh, Facebook live chat. Appreciate yes, y'all. Uh, a one day ones from the jump. Um, I, I do want to, you know, give a shout out to this is non sports related. Um, but I definitely want to say condolences to the families that lost those 10 individuals out in Boulder, Colorado, at that mass shooting at that supermarket it was yeah. yesterday, I think it was. Um, so, you know, my condolences to, uh, those families there. Um, and, uh, while we are talking about mass shootings and, and, and horrible things, uh, mm-hmm. uh, in Atlanta, I don't think we got a chance to spoke, speak about it if we, uh, but in Atlanta, we didn't, but go ahead. Rest in peace. Uh, if stop Asian hate is the, is the hashtag, then stop Asian hate. I'm rocking. Um, mm-hmm. apparently some dude just started riding around, massage parlors and shooting people um i don't have the entire story um but uh yeah let's just get that crazy rest in peace rest in peace to the people who lost their lives condolences to the family and friends affected um but crazy it's a crazy world out there right yeah i i i leave it there i don't want to i don't want to make that a long conversation but rest in peace to the people who lost their lives and to the families and friends condolences so i had a chance to watch a little bit of this uh ncaa tournament and i'm i'm kind of learning a few things and i don't pretend to know like you know i watched some regular season games and then there was some that was just like eh okay like i kind of um I kind of ignored it for a a long stretch, especially while football was on and 
you know, mm-hmm. the NBA started to get popping and all that. Um, but I did learn a few things um, prior to the start of the tournament and during these first two rounds. So I guess I'll start from the top. So everybody knows that Kentucky and Duke had COVID cases. And so both those programs elected to uh, end their seasons. Yeah. And, and it was a little bit confusing, particularly on the Duke side, because I know they they canceled, they ended their season right before the ACC tournament. And I thought it was just, oh, they're just not going to play in the ACC tournament, but they'll be around for the big tournament. Right. And it turns out when they meant they were ending their season, they were ending their season. Mm. So so you have that. And, you know, for me, and and, and not that Duke was, you know, I didn't hear Duke's name a lot throughout the regular season. I didn't so hear I any name that of that. Weren't. Yeah, so I, I imagine that they weren't like this powerhouse that they normally are in the past. And, you know, the same thing with Kentucky. Like, I haven't heard Kentucky's name throughout the regular season. So I, I kind of knew going in that this tournament was really um, going to be up for grabs. But with that being said, though, um, Gonzaga, and they've kind of been around like for a while now, right? Like High I think seeds they, pretty much every year. High, high seeds. They make runs to the Final Four. They, I, I think they was in a final game maybe a few years ago. I thought they even and won one. And like, I feel like they hadn't won one. I thought they had won one. No, they didn't, they didn't win okay. a chip yet. Okay. Gonzaga? No, no, no. Like, that's the knock. Like, you, you hear, you know, sports pundits talk. Like, that's the knock on Gonzaga is that, mm-hmm. you know, they have these great regular seasons and they get these high seeds and then, you know, you get to the big dance and they just come up short. So with all that being said about Duke and to Kentucky not being there, and, and, and I guess you could go throw Kansas in there too. Yeah. Um, Kansas was in the tournament, but they did get knocked out um, by one of those Cinderella teams, I think. Um, this is Gonzaga's tournament to lose. I mean, when you look at what's left out there, and I'm not dismissing what Alabama done has done, Mm-hmm. I'm not dismissing what Michigan with coach Juwan Howard. I'm, I'm not definitely not dismissing what they've done. Um, and, and, and certainly somebody like Syracuse, who it, it, it seems like when they got pressure on them to win, they choke. And then when nobody's talking about them, they make these long runs. So I'm, I'm certainly not counting out somebody like a Syracuse, but this is Gonzaga's tournament to lose. Like if you, if you can't win it this year, without any of the usual suspects that are there mm-hmm. that are normally there, that's not there right now. Yeah. Then I, I, I don't know when Gonzaga is going to finally get that elusive chip. Are they really known for, I mean, I guess you got to say they're known as a basketball school, but are they really, are they, are they a basketball school per se? Or are they just, or do they just happen to be a good team? I guess you got to call them a basketball school, but aren't they known for more say, like, aren't they known for more like education than athletics? Definitely, when they kind of first got into the game and all that, they definitely was just known for athletics. Um, but they've been so good. I mean, obviously, so they've great been so good yeah. these last few years. It's been a while. At this point, you have to consider them, yeah, yeah, you have to consider them basketball team, a basketball program now. Um, they don't get a lot of attention because I, I think that school is in the state of Washington. So 
you know, the West Coast, the left coast, I mean, we normally don't see them play a lot because they play late at night during the regular season. But I would call them a basketball school at this point. Okay. Well, then, yeah, if emphatically they're a basketball school, then, yeah, I'm with you. I, I just don't. And I again, I guess you got to kind of look at them as a basketball school because they've been so successful for so long. Like they've been high seated uh, for a mm-hmm. while. Um, but for me, I never looked at them as like a basketball school. Like I don't look at them like a, a Duke or, or a Kansas. Obviously. I don't look at them like a North Carolina. I mean, I don't even yeah. look at them like like. I don't even look at them like a Michigan State. I don't look at them like like when you think about basketball programs, I don't think about Gonzaga. So, um so that's that's probably where where I, why I don't think it's such a big deal. I think for real for real they they could just keep doing what they're doing and they'll be fine because people don't come to Gonzaga to play basketball. Speci- specifically mm. Well, specifically well, not no uh-huh. high name at no high name high like kids big name high school mm-hmm. you know the 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 top of the crop uh, you know prospects yeah they ain't thinking about mm-hmm. coming to gazaga that because in my mind and just in my mind because they're not a basketball school like that they just happen to be a program that they succeed mm-hmm. yeah uh it has a lot to do with the coach. And, and and I think for most of, if not all these programs. And not to cut you off, a whole bunch of white people, a whole bunch of white people come and play ball in Gonzaga. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't yeah. really know. No, I, is, I, I think you make yeah. a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, a whole, I, I, whole I bunch think, of white I boys. You, I think you make. Yeah, you make a good point. You make a good point there. Um, I'll say this, though. I, I, I think, and you could say this about almost most of the programs in college basketball, but it starts with the coach because the players come and go, but the coaches in some cases, you know, Coach K, you know, they remain the same. So with Gonzaga, Mark Few has been there for quite some time now. And no matter who comes in or comes out of that program, they always maintain this sustainability, this consistency of winning basketball. So they're yeah. they, they probably not at the top of recruits list, like not recruits. I mean, they're not at the top of players who want to go play basketball. They're not at the top of that list, but they're going to be relevant in a sense that as long as that coach is there and as long as that system's there, they're, they're going to be in the mix they've proven that over the last few years yeah it just, just makes me wonder the, why but it makes me wonder why yeah. nobody want to go play there like what is it what is it about uh, the coach then? it's 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 washington it's washington state um if and, if and if i'm just kind of being biased for a second here if we're talking about like players from this area from the baltimore dc region don't nobody want to go to travel three thousand miles out west just to you know go to a college when yeah. you got Maryland, you got Georgetown, and then if you just go up and down this coast, like you got in New York City, you got St. John's, you got Hofstra, you got um, what's what's the school? Rutgers. You you, you got all these schools up and well, down this corridor, this well, East Coast. Well, Hofstra and Rutgers is, would be is, terrible schools to go to for basketball, by the way. Um, I, w- I would agree, um, particularly with Hofstra and yeah. I don't know why I even threw Hofstra's name out there, yeah. but, 
Um, but yeah, particularly Hofstra, they're definitely not a, a basketball. Team but Rutgers, Rutgers has been better since the last time I've been keeping up with them, though. They're they're better. They they've been better, even though they they did choke one the other night to Houston. Um, mm. they they had a five point lead with like two minutes left, and they 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 just choked that thing away. They ended up losing by like two or three. So. Yeah, I knew a kid. I knew a kid uh, when I worked on um, that um, on that staff. They had a death on that staff. I think oh, that shit. same yeah that that same day I heard somebody on the radio talking about it I don't know if it was like maybe the color analyst or maybe just someone affiliated with that school that the team was so close to um they died you talking about Rutgers the same at Rutgers yeah okay. someone someone died the same day they lost that game to Houston wow so that that, that was that was tough on the team yeah rest in peace um now I had a kid I I was saying that uh I was saying that there was a kid named uh Jerome Seegers um who mm -hmm. I was watching when Rutgers was bad because uh I remember Jerome Seegers when he was a uh he was playing I when I worked at the middle school he went to the middle school Mm -hmm. so um yeah so when I seen him you know I was like oh okay but he I mean he didn't really uh you know he didn't really do well ended up beefing with the coach I, to my understanding mm-hmm. and, I and and wherever he is i hope he's doing well but um right. yeah but that's why i was I, that's why i was Rutgers. i remember Rutgers being bad the last time i was following Rutgers. like they were bad mm-hmm. bad oh yeah they, they've been bad for a while yeah basketball wise yeah they, they they've been they've been bad and i and i tell you what the football program um not to switch sports on you but they've been bad for a while too especially mm-hmm. since they went from uh what was i guess they was in the big east or something to uh the big 10 when it comes to football so mm-hmm. they, they they've been they, they've been atrocious but um gotten better as of late and um i, I did want to get to the um alabama maryland game last night okay where um you know again i'm just learning things about these teams in this tournament alabama and- was like a two seed right Oh, they Alabama, are like a two seed. Alabama's a two seed. Alabama's a two seed. And and it's funny because I was just over my uncle's crib on Sunday and I was like, yo, I think if Maryland could somehow get by Alabama, like they got a clear path to at least get to the Elite Eight because on that other side of the bracket, you've got like a I don't I don't remember if it's like a, a 12 8 matchup or mm. You know, one of those like lower seeded teams. I think both seeds were like low seeds and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, like they could get this done. They could go right, right. to the elite eight, and then whatever happens, happens. Right. But man, I, I learned a lot about Alabama last night, bro. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so apparently they are like number one in three point attempts made mm-hmm. in like the like the whole like college basketball. Mm-hmm. So these dudes are jacking up shots, and these shots is hitting. Right, and I'm like, well, Maryland ain't got no shot because mm-hmm. I, 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 one thing I do know about Maryland is they don't shoot the three ball very well if they're going to want to keep up. And but it's crazy because they were in the lead. Like Maryland came out smoking hot. Mm-hmm. Um, what's his name? Um, Ayala. Um, I think his name is Ayala. He he had a dunk early on in the first uh, half of the game. They was up by like, I don't know, it was like 11 to 5 or something like that. And they were staying in it. They were staying in it. They had like maybe a, a five-point lead when it was like 22 to 17. And then I went to go wash my daughter and then come back. And Alabama's up by like 
five, six points. I was like, yo, what, what happened? And then next thing you know, they just start. Hey, down them. so um, I'm assuming this happened in the ACC. I mean, Merlin is, what's their conference now? It's big. Is it still? It's Big East, right? Big 10. Big 10. I'm sorry. I meant Big 10. Um, No, Big 10. Big 10, right. Um, mm-hmm. Why was Jawan Howard uh, recently, Jawan Howard, about to get into it with Mark Turgeon? Uh, you know what? That that's a very good question. Um, I don't know. Okay, all <laughs> I right. did hear about it. I okay. did hear about it. I did but, hear about. But it. that was in that was tournament play. That that was tournament. That play. was big. That was big. Big ten tournament, tournament play. play. Right. Yes, okay. Yes. Yes. So okay. Because I, yeah, I know I, they. I, I know they. I know there. like Merlin. If I'm not mistaken, Merlin's on one side of the tournament bracket, and then Michigan is on or was. Yeah, because it's like Big Ten East or Big Ten West or something, something like, like that. Yeah, so, so I know that yeah, it's split between two. Um, I guess conf- there's like conferences within the conference. I guess. You yeah. Can, uh, say that way, but yeah, yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. Tell me about Oral Roberts. I want to see that. Tell me about the Cinderella team, Oral Roberts, man. Um, they beat Ohio think, State. They beat yeah, good, good uh, win, good win. Yeah, then they beat Florida, number seven Florida. Um, yep. yep. I so I, I can't tell you. Much you can't tell me that much about them. I I can't tell you nothing except that they're Cinderella. That, that yeah. that's really all I got, man. They they seem and, to be and, the and, Cinderella team this year. Yeah, well, it's it's crazy because um, another thing I learned about uh, what's happening in the next round, uh, the most double seeded teams to reach yeah. this far in yeah. a while. So you got. So you got number 12, Oregon State. Um, you got number 15, Oral Roberts. Mm. Uh, number 11, Syracuse. And then you got the uh, number 11, UCLA. And then and then really, you look at other teams, like you got, um, you got Loyola Chicago, who was a Cinderella a couple Cinderella of years team. ago. Yeah. And made, made, made the Final Four. Yeah. So they're, you know, they're in there. Um, they, they, matter of fact, they go up against number 12, Oregon State. So um, Loyola's got a chance here to uh, at least get to the Elite Eight and then, you know, kind of see what happens from there. Um, I think a familiar face who's left in this tournament, Jay Wright's still in this tournament with Villanova. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that, that's a team to keep an eye on. Yeah, but to say, you talking about Gonzaga, um, I mean, just, just off experience, I mean... Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, Syracuse too. If yeah, in the talk experience. Yeah, Sy- yeah, Syracuse has got it. Villanova's got it. I would um, say Villanova more. It. I mean, more so. I would say Villanova just because of the recent. Um, yes, you know, I agree. recent wins. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. So, so it looks like just like it's just a kind of you know, cap off the conversation. So Gonzaga, it's Gonzaga versus Creighton. It's Michigan versus Florida State. Alabama versus UCLA. And then it's USC versus Oregon. Those are the Sunday games. And then you got um, Loyola Chicago versus Oregon State. Villanova versus Baylor, who's had a real great season. Mm -hmm. That's the number one seed Baylor uh, team right there. Uh, Oral Roberts going up against the three seed Arkansas. Um, I forgot what you call them, but they're Arkansas. And then um, Houston. Houston, the number two seed, going up against Syracuse, the 11th seed. So mm-hmm. um, so there you, there, you, there you have that. 
Yeah. Well, and again, I'll I'll stand by this. I'll stand by this. Gonzaga, you got to get it done this year. Yep. Yep. You got to get it done. I might even low-key pull for them. Well, maybe they, but like I said, maybe they don't really care to be talked about. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I'm saying, but if they really, yeah. if they really want to like recruit team like players, like you talked about, not enough big name like players coming out of high school choose that university. If they can win the chip, maybe that changes that narrative. I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, and obviously they would be bringing more money if you know. They yeah. want a chip. They will be bringing more money to the school and all those types oh, yeah. of things. I, I that, obviously that, that stock would rise. Yeah, yep. but I mean, it seems. I mean, they are they they're they're just that step away, and that's a big step. But they're just that step away. They are in. They're they've been a good basketball program uh, by hook mm-hmm. or crook for uh, some years. So I mean, I, I just wonder if they're ev- yeah. have they ever really been serious about it. Um. Can we shift to some to some basket? I guess we should do basketball news, like you know the important yeah, stuff. We could do that. But I saw yep. some. But I saw some. I saw something that I want. I saw something before uh, you, we signed on that was interesting, and in that we need to. We need to. Like we sit here and we talk all this sports shit, and we be calling players trash and and all that. Mm-hmm. And I saw a story that made that that. I think we we need to recognize and remember like the sorriest the sorriest basketball player in the league would probably bust our ass like on a pickup game probably yeah so probably. like yeah. so so with mm-hmm. why I'm still going to continue to call players sorry when they are sorry at that at their level at the professional level of basketball mm-hmm. um I, I I watched a stern reminder of why I could never play a pickup game against these athletes meaning Brian Scalabrini like I, yeah, like like that, like that. Like we think about Brian Scalabrini, and I, I'm already. Yeah. I ain't gonna keep teasing. I'm just gonna say it. So, yeah. Um. Oh, I just saw on TikTok before. Uh, before you know, before we came on, some high school kid talking shit to Brian Scalabrini. You know, whatever, whatever. Uh, I bust your ass. You know, talking shit to him. Yeah. And um, they, I guess they, you know, was like bet. You know. Uh, they bet a pair of shoes or something. I guess a pair of shoes he had on or whatever. And mm-hmm. when I tell you that Brian Scalabrini cleaned this youngin, this young boy the fuck up, like like a, they went to eleven and the young boy didn't score a point. <laughs> like, yeah. And yeah, I'm not talking about did. like just some young boy. This kid clearly plays basketball. Like he ain't no, you know, he clearly plays basketball. Like on a, you know, a team. Like he played ball. Um, yeah. Brian Scalabrini cleaned this young boy up, like cleaned him up good, <laughs> and, and, and like like big man them jumper, and you know, but you know, Brian Scalabrini was kind of yeah. known for that, you know, like he had a little jumper, you know, but he he was yeah, uh, could shoot the three, but he was a stocky dude, like you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, but he yeah. cleaned, he cleaned that, he cleaned that yeah. young kid up, I, and and I think it was a good reminder for me that. Um, like you know, I like I said, I'm gonna keep calling you sorry, but the second an athlete called me out, like I bust your ass, like yeah, you right, you you bust my ass, but right now, what you doing on the court or the field or whatever, 
you trash, my nigga. And I'm going to keep calling you trash at, at that level. You're trash at that level. It's just no way to slice it. But you, but these Bamas is professional athletes for real. Like, don't, don't ever lose sight of that term, professional athlete. Brian, there's a reason why Brian Scalabrini rode the bench all those years. So I, I, I kind of remember Brian Scalabrini when he was on the Nets, like kind of going back to those like early 2000s. Nets I remember, teams. I think I remember him in Boston. I think I remember him in Indiana, I want to say too. In, 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 in Chicago. Chicago, okay. In, in, he was on Chicago, yep, yep. And, and those stops, he was mostly like the 12th or 13th guy coming off the bench. But he'll bust right. your ass. Like, clearly, he'll bust your ass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I could, I, I could see that. I, yeah. I, I gotta find that video. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I sent it to you. I, 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 um, I know it's on Bleach Report. I'm pretty sure it's on Bleach Report. Um, but yeah, he, 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 he busted that young boy's ass. Um, mm-hmm. Pascal Siakam, have, have you been abreast to the Pascal Siakam situation? I have not. This is interesting. Okay. Um. Well, in short. Mm-hmm. Um, he was fined $50,000 for some quote heated choice words to Nick Nurse mm-hmm. following uh the Cleveland Cavalier Law Sunday. Um, which uh they are officially on a 10 game losing streak after losing to the Rockets, who finally snapped mm-hmm. their 20 game win streak. Mm-hmm. A losing streak, I'm sorry. <laughs> John Wall fucked around, got a triple-double. I just want to throw that out there. Um, But uh, I say that to say, um, like I've been saying to you for years, and I I feel like I just kind of want my flowers for being right, um, that Pascal Siakam was not the guy who could uh, carry a team. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. He was fine for these choice words, and um, now they're starting to, like, the the narrative is starting to be kind of pushed around in media circles that uh you know he ain't that dude that everybody thought he was gonna be mm. when Kawhi left. He averaging 20, Ooh, so. tw- 20 and seven. Um yeah. but and that's 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 I mean unfortunately and not not to keep throwing shade, but that's like that's like second man numbers. So my first thoughts after you just said what you said right there, I'm going to go back to the off season, you know, right after they won the chip. Right. And Kawhi Leonard is like, yo, I want to go back to LA. Uh, can I stay here? And if you remember those conversations that Masai Ujiri was having with Kawhi and his people, it was, if you can bring me Paul George to Toronto, I will stay. If, if you, if you remember that, Mm-hmm. And Masai Ujiri was like, nah, I'm not going to trade Pascal Siakam because that was a part of the deal. Yeah. Like if that was that was going to be the trade for Kawhi to stay in Toronto. Mm-hmm. So now that we kind of fast forward in, you know, a couple of years later now and the Raptors are, you know, where they are in the standings. I think they're 12th right now. Yeah. Out of the playoff picture. Um, man, did did the Raptors make a mistake? Like I, I, I think that's like a legitimate. That's a legitimate question. I don't I even think. think. I don't even think. I. I mean, yes, it's a legitimate question, but I think we have the answer. I mean, because here we are. I like. I've already seen trade room. We've been seeing trade rooms for Kyle Lowry all year. Um, mm-hmm. 
Now, yep. uh, now, uh, who, who, who did I just see? Norman Powell is now in the trade con is now in trade conversations before the deadline. Right. Um, right. I mean, and this band was averaging crazy. twenty and seven. I, I look, I'm that's a- crazy. So who they who they lose in the offseason? And they I, lost Serge Ibaka and they lost um they didn't lose Marcus that much. Soul, right? Yeah, they didn't lose that much. So I mean, some people would say, that- I'm sorry, some people would say that Marcus All by good riddance and and Serge Ibaka was a a piece for certain. But he wasn't no yeah. like game changing piece to where now Pascal Siakam don't look like who we who people thought he was going to be. I mean, I, I like I said, right? Like I said, when I watched him in that playoff run, he just ain't that dude. Mm-hmm. He just yeah, ain't that dude. I, I just find it hard to believe that Serge Ibaka is the difference in the Raptors being what they were last year and what they are now. Like I, I find that hard to believe. And let's not forget, Fred Van Vliet has stepped his game up since, um, since those finals. He's he stepped his game up. I mean, they up. paid so him. Not they like, paid him. I mean, when you say stepped right, his game they up. They paid him. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, his stats. I'm talking, I'm talking about his numbers okay, and his stats. Okay, I don't know like, his numbers. He's, I ain't he's stepped, he's, he, has stepped, he has stepped his game up. Like, there's nights where he's dropping 30 points, you know, mm-hmm. a game for about maybe a, maybe a three-game, four-game stretch, and then he, may, he might cool off to, like, 20 points a game. Like yeah. that dude, he's a he's a he is a better basketball player now than he was in those finals a couple of years okay. ago. So okay. if you so if you're telling me that you're gonna lose Serge Ibaka and you're gonna lose Marcus Gasol, who really Marcus Gasol was coming off the bench and really kind of, you know, not really so much providing a spark, but I mean he's I mean he would shoot the occasional three point shot. He would you know get you some boards, things like that. But if you're telling me you lose that, but then you gain the production of Fred Van Vliet along with Pascal Siakam and Kyle Lowry, Norman Powell, and, you know, some of the bench players that you got, I would expect they're still in the mix for the playoffs. Maybe not a number one, uh, not maybe not even a top four seed. You know, I, I, if we did our prediction, I, we did our predictions and I thought, I remembered that I thought they'd get like the fifth or the sixth seed. I thought that's where they would, you know, fall at considering mm-hmm. what the other teams um, were doing. Um, this is a this is a, a shock to me that they they fallen off this hard. I don't recall having them in the playoffs now, and I will and I'll preface you that. didn't you didn't okay okay you All didn't right. and All I and I and I and I got to give you your flowers for now. Um, yeah. They they I, I don't them. look like. They don't look like they would like they was last year. They they, yeah. they look so far away from it. And I was thinking maybe it's a slow start, right? Because you had yeah. you had the Heat start off slow. You mm-hmm. had Boston, who I don't even think Boston's really found themselves yet because they're they're kind of hovering around five hundred. But because of the Eastern Conference, um, you know they're still hanging in there. Yeah. Um, and then you got the Hawks, who, if I'm not mistaken, they've won eight games in a row, eight nine games in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, since uh, Nate McMillan, our our, our guy, took over yeah. for Lord no, my Bruce. guy, my he guy. Not, he's not your guy. He's my guy. He's not my guy. No, he's my <laughs> guy because <laughs> because I remember oh, you're, specifically. You're I remember specifically you feeling uh-huh. away about Lloyd Pierce being fired and me saying 
Uh, nah. Well, that was before I even knew that Nate McMillan was even on the on the coaching staff. I didn't even know he was there. I mean, you still I was, was kind of caping for for Pierce, and I was like, nah, he should. Well, here's why I was caping for Pierce. It's the Eastern Conference. Teams were starting off slow, and it's clear. The teams that you expected to be at the top, they were starting off slow. So we thought, okay, give give this team more time. It's a pandemic. It's an unusual season. No, you know, not a lot of workouts and stuff like that. And and quite frankly, I didn't feel like anybody, you know, whether they were good or bad, should have been getting fired because of the circumstances. But you know, that's a different topic. But did you day. change your mind when you found out Nate McMillan was the was was on the staff? Because I said, I said specifically, I said mm-hmm. I don't even know how Lloyd Pierce had the job and Nate McMillan got hired as a, uh, you know, a, a, a assistant. as an assistant coach. I mean, right. I, as an yeah, like, coach. and the way I see it, the way I see it, um, mm. if I were the Atlanta Falcons and Nate McMillan got fired and I'm considering putting him on my staff, not the Falcons, not the Falcons, I'm sorry, the Hawks, I'm sorry, the Hawks. And, <laughs> uh, and I'm talking about putting Nate McMillan on my staff. Um, and I, and I guess I'm speaking there un, unreasonably now that I'm saying it out loud in my head. Man, I'm trying to get Lloyd Pierce about it there. I'm trying to make Nate, Nate McMillan my head coach. I mean, ideally, this well, might have been the maybe, plan all it, the way. Right. It, it could have been. It, yeah. it, it very well could have been. But I just thought that you got a young team. You got Trey Young. You're trying to build something here. And for me, it's like, yo, let, give the coach some time to, you know, build this thing up. And, and let's see if they can get to the playoffs even after the slow start. Yeah. Um, and if and if they didn't, and if they missed it toward the end, then if you let them go, then I understand. Right. Um, but I'm not. I'm. I'm not like. I'm. I'm not rooting against Nate McMillan. I mean, I think we said when he got fired from the Pacers that it was uncalled for, and and I thought that Nate McMillan at that point deserved another opportunity to coach someplace else. Here we go. He's in someplace else. He's in Atlanta. He's coaching the Hawks. They're they're on this eight nine game winning streak. I'm I'm all for it. I'm I'm all for it. And I think they're like the number four seed right now in the East. Yeah. Mm, against who's the five against seed? What? Who's the five seed? Probably the Celtics. I, I don't have okay. the standings up okay. right now. Okay. But, all right. But I, I know the Heat. I know the Heat's right in there. Uh, I know the I know the top three. I know it's um I know it's Philly, Brooklyn, and Milwaukee. The top three, mm-hmm. and then Atlanta's four. And so you're probably looking at like Boston, uh, the Heat, the Knicks, and probably Charlotte. In you know to round out the top eight. Right. Um. And and, and speaking of Charlotte, man, uh, we we just got to give a shout out to Lamelo Ball, man. Yeah. Uh, with the wrist and stuff, and he's out for the season and. Um, I still think he should win rookie of the year um, for what he's done. But I think what um, Anthony Edwards is doing in Minnesota. I was about to say, yeah, I, I hold out for that. Um, yes, yeah, he had, he yeah. up until his injury, he's been the best rookie in the league. But I hold yep. out to see if if somebody else come around and do something crazier for the, yeah. for the rest An- of the season. Anthony Edwards is balling right now. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll give him a chance to win that award. So, who's the but, last? Yeah, shout out to Lamelo. Who's the last player you ever? Who's the last player you thought of that you felt confident could guard all five positions? Hmm. I mean, this might be a cop out, but I would say LeBron. LeBron to guard off the guard all five positions I, and I'd be good LeBron. at it. 
and be they be good at it. Yeah, I can't I can't think of a time where God when I I mean I guess he has guarded the five before, but mm-hmm. um I think about Dennis Rodman, um mm-hmm. and 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 honestly I think about Draymond Green who we're about to talk about who says that he is the greatest defender of all time. That he himself he is himself the is the greatest of defender all of all time. His quote mm-hmm. goes, I think when you look at the things that make a good defender, reaction time, toughness, being able to see the picture long before uh, it develops, and most yep. importantly, in order to finish a defensive possession, you got to, and you got to the rebound, I think I'm the great in every facet that makes up that side of the ball. That's his quote. Um, he makes a great point. He's still not the greatest defender of all time, but he makes no. a, he no. makes a great point. Um, and rip, but I will say, mm-hmm. I will say who, who recently has been a better defender than Draymond Green recently. Let's see. Cause here's the thing. You talk about people like Rudy Gobert and Giannis mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how often Rudy Gobert has to guard a guard. Um, I I don't think I've ever seen Rudy Gobert guard the backcourt. Yeah, I I don't I don't think it happens. Um, yeah. Giannis. Um, what with why I do believe he's a good defender and he probably can defend all five positions. I think it's more of a highlight thing for him and him being mm-hmm. you know Giannis. Uh, right. as to why he gets a defensive player of the year, um, mm-hmm. two years in a row. Um, yep. I don't know that it's a straight out fact that he is the best defender in the game. I don't believe that. Yeah. So when you, when you think about like good defenders and, and just some names just kind of came to my head. So I think about somebody like Tony Allen, who, mm-hmm. I think responded to Draymond Green's tweet about him being the best defender ever. I think about him. I think about Paul George. I mm-hmm. think about a guy like Shane Battier. And every I think everybody remembers Shane Battier when he was with the Grizzlies. Can um, I take? Hold on. Can I? Can I? Can yeah. I? Uh, I can I detour? I, and I promise we'll get back to the is Draymond Green the best, even though we know the answer is no. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Paul George, and I just got finished listening to Joe Button podcast last week, uh-huh. and he brought up the conversation of is Paul George food, meaning, uh, mm-hmm. do the All Star to the guys who who you know, um, to the cats that ball who score when yeah. they see Paul George across from them like oh he about the guard it's, them. Hunt, it's hunting season yeah yeah um i mean mm-hmm. obviously you think about damian lillard you think about damian yep. lillard and um yep. you know mm-hmm. but um he was just it, it was and and oh i'm sorry not just damian lillard luka Doncic as well uh be be i'm gonna say you think about them and i and i think you think about not anybody particularly on the nuggets but you think about the nuggets like they would, the yeah. Bubble. Like Paul George don't be hasn't. Let me say in the past few years hasn't been looking, uh, quite like a defensive, like one of those guys you think about when you think about one of the best defenders in the game. I just, I, 
I just thought about that while right, you were saying right. Paul George. I'm sorry. And I know I took I probably took you off. But more point. so but more so when he was, you know, with Indiana. Indiana, he, okay. He was one of the better defenders in the game. But kinda um and I mentioned Shane Battier. Um yeah. I remember when he was with the Grizzlies, um, he, he, he was a he was a good, you know, to great defender. Um, I, I remember a playoff series um, when he was with the Rockets going up against Kobe. And mm-hmm. I mean, Kobe got the better of him, obviously. Of course. But there were moments where Shane Battier, you know, was was holding his own. So but if you're talking about a guy that could defend off oppositions, um, that's just tough. And, and another name that just came into mind, um, Patrick Beverly. Now, we know he defends the guards really yeah. well. I mean, he, he doesn't defend the backcourt all that great. But the front court, just some of the names. The front court, I mean. Yeah. yeah. But he, um. He, so yeah, I, I like I said, I think we agree that Draymond Green ain't. Um. Who would you like? Just all five positions. Just all five. Pos- the conversation is all five positions. Mm-hmm. Um. Like I said, I watched, uh, and I and I get that this is more of a game where, when Draymond's era is more of a game where centers aren't like like low post dominant or as low post dominant. Right. Um, right. but you gotta give him his props. He is like what six eight, six nine, and he mm-hmm. be guarding all positions. Bama's be seven feet, Bama's be, you know, whatever, and he and he hold right. and he right. has held his own uh more mm-hmm. than he hasn't. Um yep. when I think about a defensive player of that caliber, I don't see the reason why I, I eliminate people like LeBron, um, Giannis. Um, it's because I can't, in my mind, imagine you being that great, that great defensive mm-hmm. player that could do all five and then still score mm-hmm. to the level that a Giannis, mm-hmm. the level that LeBron does. Right. Um, I mean, when you think about that caliber of defensive, I mean, Dennis Rodman, Dennis Rodman is, is for me, is the name. Um, mm-hmm. Just his size. And, and I know I've personally watched... Dennis Rodman shut down uh, dominant offensive players at all five positions. So, right, right. you know, you know, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, Rodman might be that guy. I I'm mean, at least have to put it. And you're talking about an era. You're talking about that era of basketball where the center was for some teams at that time, the yeah. focal point of the offense. Right. So, I, I, I think you make a great point there about Rodman. Um, Is he the greatest defensive I, player and, ever, though? Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman? Uh, I, he's in the conversation. He's in the conversation. He's not like, yeah, I, I think if he's not number one, he's like 1B mm-hmm. or 2. Yeah. I, 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 think, I think he's right there. Yeah. Um, and I, I was going to mention Oakley's name, and I don't, I don't think he gets enough credit, but I do think Oakley was just no, mo- known more for just – giving niggas clotheslines in the mm-hmm. lane whenever, whenever you tried to, you know, come into the hole. Like, I, I think it was just no more known for that. But um, I, I always thought that Oakley was an underrated um, rebounder. Um, he, 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 I thought he was pretty good at doing that. But mm-hmm. he's mostly known for being a bully in the paint. So. Um, Magic Johnson on first take today. Mm-hmm. said that Lonzo Ball has the highest basketball IQ in the league right now. Uh, and so <laughs> and um 
And you know, Stephen A. Stephen A. wanted to argue Magic Johnson, and uh, Max Kellerman was like, "How are you gonna argue Magic Johnson about basketball IQ?" Um, mm-hmm. So I'll ask you this: since Magic Johnson isn't right. here to, uh, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. his point, you know, make his point. Mm-hmm. Where and where do you see Lonzo? And let's be clear. Lonzo Ball is a great passer. He's a good, he's a great, he's a freaking good point guard. He's a good freaking mm-hmm. point guard. Um, at yep. the purest form of the term point guard, um, I don't know many point guards that's a pure point guard like him. Chris Paul is the obvious yeah, of a choice. I was choice. just going to say, like, like last time I checked, Chris Paul was still in the league. Right, like, and you know Chris Paul like, and Chris Paul is making the Suns a top team in the West without doing a whole bunch of scoring. He did the same yeah, thing with Oklahoma team, City the year before. Um, that team is a problem. That that, yeah. that 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 Phoenix Suns team. That team is a problem. So I got um, so I, I so my next question because nobody believes that uh, Lonzo Ball has the highest basketball IQ in the league was, mm-hmm. why do you think Magic Johnson is saying that? Because he drafted Lonzo Ball, right? If I remember correctly, when the Lakers drafted him, he wasn't he at the helm of the Lakers? Yeah, but um, Magic Johnson is no longer uh, at the helm, and, uh, and uh, Lonzo Ball is no longer a Laker. Uh, those are facts. I just think that he's just sticking up for his guy. I I, I think that. But is he his guy? When you're, huh? But he is drafted he? Him. I mean, yeah, he, but he, he 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 drafted him, and you're right. He's not with the Lakers no more, and Lonzo is somewhere else. As a matter of fact, he's two two stops from where he was drafted at. But yeah. the reality is, is that these former players, these Hall of Fame players, who turn executives. These guys have egos. And so you. Pick or who's going to be the your top pick. And that's the guy that you chose that, you know, you you, you have to you got to stand by that guy. If, if, if you're Magic Johnson and, and that's the guy that you chose to run your team, he is so. just sticking by the fact that he made the pick. He's talking about his pick. He's trying to build his player that he chose number one up, regardless of what team he's playing on now. So there is no, um, obviously, like I said, obviously he doesn't work for the Lakers um, anymore. He's not on their payroll per se. Right. But uh, you would affiliation still. And you would have to, and you would have to still think, you would have Mm -hmm. to think that he still talks to Jeannie Buss about basketball things and what should I do and what I shouldn't do. There, yep. so you don't see them at all possibly trying to lure Lonzo Ball back to the Lakers. That's a possibility. Um, I, I, I think that's a possibility, and I guess we can kind of get into what's going on with the Lakers right now. Um, Anthony Davis is still out, and LeBron just um, had a high ankle spring Saturday night, mm-hmm. and they said he was out indefinitely, but I. Don't, not that I don't think he's hurt, but this to me just sounds like LeBron is taking his normal PTO time. Yeah, because it clearly and, and 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 you know I, I'm sorry I watched him 
play another possession, hit a three, and then walk off yep. the court, and then walk off the court. Yep. So I'm sure Word. he's hurt. I'm sure it hurts. I'm sure it hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I tend to agree that he's taking personal time off. And, look, um, he LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You do, you, yeah, yeah. Do what you want to do. I'm not mad at it. Do what you want to do. I'm not mad at it. Um, I, I just wish that the report wasn't that he's out indefinitely. Uh, like, well, like, you could at least put a timeline on it. Well, maybe you maybe there's no time on, on it because he don't he want to he want to sit out for as long as he want to sit out. You know what I'm saying? So uh, if he you know, I remember might... when he got hurt. I remember when he, I remember when he not to cut you off, but yeah. I, I remember when he got hurt a couple years ago. And he, I mean, what did he miss? Like 17, 18 games or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I don't ever recall the report saying that he was out indefinitely. Like they kind of gave a timeline. And then by the time it reached that point, I think that timeline got extended. And before you know it, we were talking about, yo, he he back there with Rich Paul. They trying to conduct business. They trying to make sure they get this Anthony Davis trade pop. Yeah. Um, so in this case, this year, you could you could give a timeline. And then nah. if you got extended, then extend it. Yeah. Um, he just deciding how long he want to sit out for. Like it might be, it might be two days, might be a week, might be two yeah. weeks, might be, three, might be a, you know, this, this might be right this, before this the playoffs. Be, this, this could be his way of saying, look, I might be out, but if we, if we drop to the fourth seat in the West, we still gonna go to the finals. Like, mm-hmm. I, like I, I feel like cerebrally, like he's trying to do something to where people are saying, oh, look what LeBron's doing in the in the wild wild West as a number four seed and he's taking the team to the finals. Like he, he might not, he back, just might not want to like, play without AD. Mm, might be tired I, of playing <laughs> without AD. <laughs> it's a little easier well, for LeBron, a little easier for LeBron when he got that, you know, yeah, when he got, I, you know. Yeah. But then now we talking championships now. Like I, I think that gets compromised. Well, at some point. Do you think? Do you think if he sit out for two weeks, they come out of the playoff race, or three weeks? That they come. Is there? Is there? Is there a situation where the Lakers don't make the playoffs, depending on how long LeBron sits out? Oh no, no, no! They're making the playoffs. They're making the playoffs. But if they're out, if both of those guys are out, like let's say until the end of April. They could they could drop to like a fifth seed, a sixth seed, or something like that. Like I mean, that, but I if mean, you that, think you the that's best, that's possible. I mean, but that's what I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying. I I I think he's built. He could be building this up so that people are kind of wowed at his return, and the Lakers are a fifth seed, and they're trying to do something that you know no team has done in the West so for a long press time. For like, yeah, yeah, like you know, because like remember the. Remember the final year in Cleveland, the, the, the second go-round in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. The final year, they were a four seed, and, and, like, everybody was talking about how bad the team was around him, and LeBron has got to carry the load and, you know, do all this stuff. And, and I know it's the Eastern Conference, but look what happened. I mean, for like what they, it's worth, he did carry the load. <laughs> he, 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 he carried that – like, he, he, he skull-dragged that team – to the finals, yeah, <laughs> that final year in Cleveland. So, are, so you, are you implying that he wants that 
that um I think he I he might want that. Like he he might seriously be like, you know what? Respect for me. All I... y'all that talk about yeah, for all y'all that talk about how the West is so tough and all this stuff, watch me come back. My team drops four spots in the standings and we're gonna make this run and, and y'all gonna really see how 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 great I am as a player to do this in this conference. Interesting. Interesting. You got anything else in back? That's because that's legendary. I mean, he's a legend already. But he's already a legend. Like, I don't just. I don't think. I mean, that would just add to that. Would just add to the resume. If he if he came back, they a four seed, five seed, and they go through. What's that? That don't do nothing for me. To go. You did to his resume of greatness. I, I, you, you went out for a second. Oh no, I was, I was saying, I, I think to, I think to go through the gauntlet of the West, whether it's you got to face Luca, whether you got to go against the Clippers, or what Utah's done this year, or what the Phoenix Suns have done this year, you like that's that's a gauntlet. Like, yeah, but when you, you're talking you, about that, you're only really talking about that for the first round, though. I mean, because the first, because if they're the if they're the one seed and then they play the eight seed, no. But I'm talking about if they drop to the four or five seed is what I'm talking right, about. Right, I'm not I, talking I about if they're one seed. Right, no, no, no. I'm what I'm saying though is is that it's not mm. like the Lakers aren't the Lakers at the four seed still. Like I, that, right? They're still like even if record shows that they are no longer the one seed in the playoffs because LeBron and AD sat out. When they come back, they are still going to be that one seed team. Like, they're still, like, I don't, sure. I don't know they're gonna that. They're going to be the Lakers. They're going to be the Lakers. So I don't know but... that, I don't know if that, that is, because the thing is, is that it's not like they're underperforming. When they, if they start losing games and they get down to the four or five seed, the narrative mm-hmm. is going to be they're falling down because they're the two best players and you know the best player in the league and then sure. so the narrative sure. is going to be so i don't think the narrative is going to be oh uh the lake are the lakers in trouble well, it, let me say this if that becomes the narrative that's a fucking mm-hmm. cheesy narrative to act like the lakers aren't the um aren't mm-hmm. going to still be the lakers when ad and lebron comes back because both of them are out and they lost some games without their two best players Right, yeah, and I'm not trying to imply that that should be a narrative, and I agree with you, it should not be a narrative. What I'm saying is is that things change when you don't have that home court advantage. So if you're a four or five seed, you're, I mean, if you're the four seed, obviously you get the home court, but after that, you know, if, if everything falls right with the, you know, one through three seeds, then you on the road for the next two a series just to get to the finals. I love. I this. think. I. I. I think. I think that that's more of a challenge for the Lakers than it would be if they were a number one or a number two seed. Sure, but I don't think that's. A, I don't think that's going to be like a legendary run. Like even even if the even if LeBron and AD had to face, uh, let's say the Suns and the Jazz in the first two rounds without home court advantage, mm-hmm. um. 
we still expect the Lakers to beat both of those teams. And then the Clippers in the conference final, let's say. Yeah, I still like, ex- like that's a that's a gaunt. I, I would say that that's a gauntlet that compared I to compared to last year, compared to what they went through last year. I agree that's that a, that's it's a gauntlet. A, I agree that it is a gauntlet that I agree with. I don't mm-hmm. think that LeBron James is going to earn stripes for getting them to the finals with that run because at the end of the day, these mm-hmm. still they were still the better teams. Like as as much as I like the Suns and I would love the Suns to beat the Lakers in a playoff series. We I would don't love anybody really, to beat the Lakers in a series. <laughs> we don't. Well, the, and, and that's only because the Lakers that's are on the top. Lakers. But that's, it's only because it's the Lakers, because it's the Lakers. exactly. Because in the yeah. grand scheme of things. The the matchup should be the L.A. Lakers versus the Brooklyn Nets. Anybody else is kind of mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, mm-hmm. so for all intents and purposes, we expect the Lakers to do what they do, irregardless of where they are in the standings when it comes playoffs time. We don't for a mm-hmm. second think that if LeBron and AD sit out and they get down to the five seed and then they come back right at the beginning of the playoffs that the Lakers are going to all of a sudden be at a disadvantage against um, the Suns or the Jazz or whoever you throw up uh, throw up against them, except for maybe the Clippers. And really at this stage of the game, mm-hmm. I can't even really say I believe the Clippers. Yeah, well, I mean, it, again, it, it, it just depends. I mean, yeah. I mean, who are the physical teams out West? Like teams that, you know, plays like the jazz the jazz play good defense right mm. so you play them you get out of a tough series against s and then you got to go up against let's say uh phoenix you you go up against phoenix and you know that 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 might be a six seven game series right there and then you got to go up against Kawhi leonard and paul george and the clippers and i i get they're probably not what they were last year because I I don't think they're a better team this year than they were last year because yeah. I think losing Montrez Harrell was a big deal for them um, and I know getting Serge Ibaka was sort of a replacement for that um, I don't think they're as good as they were last year but if you got to go against those three teams just to get to the finals um, that I mean I, I I think that that would be a challenge for the Lakers but if they pulled it off. I, I just think it again. It just adds to the resume. I don't think it changes like his legacy or anything like that. I'm not trying to imply that, um, you know, his his place, his legendary place in the game. Yeah, of course. Um, changes. I'm, I'm saying I'm it doesn't add. That. I'm saying that wouldn't add. I'm not. I'm not at all mm. saying that it would. You know, mm. subtract. I'm just saying that mm. it wouldn't add. Hmm. Okay. I don't think it yeah. would. Okay. Yeah. We. I mean, we. We clearly see it different. Mm. Um. We, we. We clearly see it different. I just think when you're out west and you're trying to get to a finals as a four or five seed, like what? I mean, the the last team to do that was the Rockets in ninety what ninety five. They were they were they were six seed and they just ran through everybody to get to the finals. Yeah. That year. But even yeah. that even that. Rockets team didn't have the star power of AD and LeBron. Yeah, but they traded for Clyde Drexler midseason that year too. Old Clyde Drexler, just to pair it with Hakeem and old Clyde Drexler, what? old Clyde Drexler, uh, old Drexler. old Hakeem, uh, uh, old Drexler. But he 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 still had something left. Sure, but the, again, my point is is that the star power of the Rockets that year. 
didn't have aren't the star power of Le- like we're talking about out of like two of the ten best players in the game right, right now. Like that that mm-hmm. Rockets team don't compare to this uh, Lakers team. Like like and 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 yet and yet who did the Rockets that year have to go through? They had to go through um, Barkley's sons, if I'm not mistaken, and then they had to go through David Robinson and the Spurs. And then they had to go through Stockton and Malone. They, I mean, those were three tough teams that year just to get to the finals. Yeah, like, I'm, I, I, I find that impressive. Yeah, no doubt about it. I don't think, but that I, did. Do you feel like that run? Um, well, sure, of course. How much? How much stock do you think that added to Hakeem Olajuwon's run? I mean, his career. That that one particular playoff run. I think, because the, uh, well, then won. they won the chip. You talking I, about the I, one they won the chip? So of course it added. So when they yeah when they when they beat when they beat the Magic in the finals. Right, yeah. but we but we don't talk yeah. about but we don't talk about my point is that we don't talk about what it took to get there. We just talk about the fact that they won the chip. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just don't know that that sure sure. I think I think tough. I think difficulty of schedule only really holds a whole bunch of stock when it's like your first or second championship. I don't think at LeBron, you know, when you're young in the game, I don't think that 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 mm-hmm. difficulty of schedule holds a lot of weight when you're um, as seasoned as LeBron, Anthony Davis, even for that matter, and when you're uh, and you know you got the you got chip you got rings specifically uh, with LeBron yeah. you got rings. I don't think that difficulty of schedule is just mm-hmm. are you going to get me a ring or are you not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I think with that Rockets team that was on their way to their second title after defending their championship. Mm. So you can also argue that they had the experience of getting to the finals. Yeah, but you're not talking about overcome that. Yeah, but when I'm talking about experience, I'm talking about I'm talking about, like I said, uh LeBron is LeBron. It's C minute. Only thing mm-hmm. we're talking, only thing we really care about when you're talking about LeBron is is he winning the mm-hmm. championship? And that is all people really care about when you're talking about LeBron. Sure. Um, maybe to sure. maybe to, you know, the deep sports heads that get into it like that, that might hold a little weight. I think in the overall picture though, um it mm-hmm. that that's not hold that's not holding a whole bunch of weight. That's not holding a bunch so the, the, the of schedule is not holding oh. a bunch of weight. Mm. Oh the schedule, okay. Yeah, okay. the strength of schedule so is you, all I'm you, talking about. So you mentioned um, when we were talking about all that, you mentioned Brooklyn. And I I wanted to bring this kind of to your attention because I was just on YouTube the other day, just kind of scrolling through videos and stuff. And um, I stumbled upon a video of Max Kellerman talking about um, his interview with Kendrick Perkins earlier in the week. And Kendrick Perkins, he said that Kendrick Perkins was basically saying that um, that Kevin Durant um, obviously is, you know, he's, you know, best in the game right now, you know, despite the fact that he's out of, um, you know, he's out for a while. And um, and he also said this, too. He also said that um, the Sixers were the best team in the Eastern Conference. Now I'm, I'm I'm trying to figure out what context he was referring that to because was he saying they were the best in the East while Durant was on the bench, or was he saying that you know 
that they were the best in the East, period, regardless of who's, you know, on the other teams and all that. But Max made it seem as if the context was that they were the best, regardless of who else is playing on these other teams. But it got to it got to Max thinking about this, like, does Kendrick Perkins know something more about Kevin Durant? And and I and I'll be honest with you. I I forgot why he's been out. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's 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 been a while, mm-hmm. and nobody's talked about it. But it's been a while since we've heard anything from Kevin Durant about his return, how he's you know, and I and I don't even remember what 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 the injury know, is. What the injury is? Yeah. Right. Do you do you remember what the injury? I do is? not. Nope. Yeah, and and he was basically saying, "Yo, like based off of." his conversation with Kendrick, it was more like he thought Kendrick knew something more than what maybe the Nets are leading on to as far as his injury, as far as his return goes. And, you know, Hey, is, is, is Kevin Durant coming back? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how much longer is this going to take? Is, is Kevin Durant on some PTO time himself? Like, like, like what's really going on? So, so, so I, I, I pose this to you. If Kevin Durant doesn't come back, and I don't believe that he's not going to come back. I Mm -hmm. think at some point he's going to come back. But let's say in the playoffs is James Harden and it's Kyrie Irving, and it's no Kevin Durant. And in Philly, you got Embiid coming back, you got Ben Simmons, and then you got all that shooting, you know, on the perimeter. And then you still got Milwaukee, um, you know, with who they got. Mm-hmm. Are the Nets going to the finals with just Kyrie and James Harden in that situation? No. Um, no. I think the Sixers are a, I would have to say, coaching, roster, they are mm-hmm. a better team than the Nets if Kevin Durant doesn't come for playoff time. Uh, it, and, and for me, um, but but you know what? I still even, I still wouldn't like, I'm still not confident in saying that. Um, I think because here's the thing, mm-hmm. James Harden knows how to take control of a team. Um, now his playoff record doesn't show for it. I was about it, to say, I was about to say. <laughs> but with a better, but with a better team around him right now than he's ever had in Houston, um, Maybe that changes when you got Kyrie Irving, when you got uh, DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin, uh, Curse, uh, not Curse, Levert, yeah, Curse, Joe, Joe Harris. That's what I'm saying. That's because uh, Levert's gone too, ain't he? Yeah, Levert in, went to uh, Indiana. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, you they've got they got pieces that mm-hmm. um, that are better than the pieces that were in Houston. So I mean, if he got that mm-hmm. support to go out and do him. Does he do him a little bit better when the defense got other things to worry about? They can't, you know, dedicate to trying to stop James Harden. I can't even say that that's the reason James Harden wasn't good in Houston, but, um, you know, maybe maybe that's different. Maybe that's different. Um, uh, Ben Simmons is known as a good defender, um, but is he ready for James Harden caliber defend? You know, is he ready for that? Um, And then... You're not going to tell me Kyrie if it really came down to it in a game seven between the Sixers and the Nets and they needed Kyrie to turn up. Mm-hmm. 
I got more faith in the playoffs. I got more faith in the guards. And you know me, I believe in the the wing player, the guards, when it's time to take over, is between three and Mm -hmm. one. One of those positions have to be the people to take over. Um, Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I don't believe because of today's game, Joel Embiid is not going to have the opportunity to take over like that. Mm -hmm. So who in the playoffs on the Sixers team Mm-hmm. It's going to be the guy that's going to be able to do what James Harden, mm-hmm. Kyrie do. Right. I think Joel Embiid will have opportunities to dominate a stretch of a game here and there. Um, I don't think he's going to be, like you kind of said, in that situation, I don't think Embiid's going to be that. Yeah. But I do, but I do, but I do think Embiid can dominate a quarter here and there. Sure. Where, which might be a difference, which could make a difference in a series. You you, you just never know. That, that's true. Um, I just I, can't I, believe. I, I just can't believe. Like, and, and, and let's be clear. I think Joel Embiid mm-hmm. will have a good series against the Brooklyn Nets. I think he'll have a you know stat wise, he'll have a good series. He'll he'll play well. Yep. But when it really mm-hmm. comes down, like, but I I refuse to believe that they'll he'll have such a good series that when the fourth quarter come around for four mm-hmm. games that the Brooklyn Nets won't be in it. So even, mm-hmm. so like I said, even if it is, so even if they get three games that way, where it was good enough, where Joel Embiid's contribution along with the team was good enough, yep. that game seven mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter, I don't believe that the Brooklyn Nets will not be in it. And if they're in it. Right. They'll definitely be in it. They'll definitely be in it. When, when they're in it, for me, it it goes mm-hmm. back to either that wing player, that shooting guard, or that you know that that once in a lifetime mm-hmm. point guard that could score. Um, yep. That Kyrie Irving is so mm-hmm. uh, so. I you know now now that I'm sitting here fleshing it out with you, I take it back. I still don't think they beat. I still don't think they beat the Nets. So I had a chance to watch the Sixers a couple times. They played the Knicks twice in the past week, and. The Sixers defensively are so good. Like, I mean, I thought I was watching a 90s game between the two games that I watched my team go up against that Sixers team. And one of the things that caught my attention in addition to the defense that they're playing is that they got shooters that can really, like, knock down shots. Like, I forgot Danny Green was mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. you know he can you know he can knock down some shots for you um Tobias Harris um even though he's not necessarily a great three-point shooter he can hit the occasional three every now and then and they got a couple other guys there Seth Curry is, yeah. is there yeah um this kid Thibel um Thibel's not a great three-point shooter but he can definitely um you know give you some production off the bench um and Doc Rivers is an excellent coach, by the Obviously, way. Yeah. Um, you know, we and I can say what I want about him blowing, you know, three, one, three, two leads, but the reality is is that he's coached so long that he's got the experience um throughout these playoffs. So yeah. I'm not gonna, you know, discount that. Um, I don't know that this Nets team with Harden is that much greater than the teams he had in Houston. I'm thinking, well, you got Blake Griffin, and yes, Blake Griffin is a name. DeAndre Jordan is a name, but those guys at this stage in their careers, 
aren't what they were, you know, during the prime of their careers. So are we saying that the Nets are much better than the Rockets teams because of the names that are there or the or the production? Because those Rockets teams were very productive. Like Ooh. even the ones with Westbrook, um, even that one with Westbrook last year, um, when Chris Paul was there, um, Eric Gordon and, you know, when those guys and, and even when Clint Capella was a part of that crew before they shipped them off. I, I thought that that was a very productive um, rocket squad. They, they just, the problem was the Warriors were in their way. Nah, I think Blake Griffin is a good, I think Blake Griffin is a pretty, I think Blake Griffin is a better scorer than everybody that you just mentioned, except for uh, Westbrook. Okay. Score, scoring points. Okay. He's a better scorer okay. than, than everybody you just named outside of uh, Westbrook. Um, okay. And what about DeAndre Jordan? DeAndre Jordan has never been a big time scorer. He defends and he and he defends right. the paint and he dunks. Um, I think Clint, I think Clint Capella is better than DeAndre Jordan. The Clint Capella that I saw in Houston, I think, is better than the DeAndre Jordan that I'm seeing in Brooklyn. Okay, that's 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 um, yeah, I agree with that. I, that's I agree with that, but I, yeah. but. I also would say that because of the other weapons in Brooklyn, DeAndre Jordan doesn't have to be as good as Clint Capella had to be in Houston. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I'll give you that. I'll give yeah, you that. I, I, I so, think this is so, just so a what better about, team. So, and I agree with you. The I think the Nets are better than those Rockets teams. I just don't know that they're that, that much better than those rocket teams I okay think sure i think it's i think i think it's by this much i don't i don't think it's by this much i think like, this i was a- just about to ask you about eric gordon so eric gordon with those rockets teams versus joe harris with this brooklyn team um i eric gordon is obviously better to to, to answer your question but again I think mm-hmm. because they had such a disparity at scoring in Houston, it was just it was when you talk about scoring most of the time, mm-hmm. it was James Harden, um, yep. uh, Russell Westbrook that one year. Um, yep. Chris Paul was a secondary scorer, but then after those secondary mm-hmm. guys, there was nobody scoring on them teams. Mm-hmm. There was no, I mean, there was literally nobody scoring on them teams. Clint Capella had moments. Yeah. PJ Tucker had moments i guess eric right, gordon right eric gordon was a, a, a he had to score he right. had to score and the offense was different in yeah. Houston than it is in brooklyn even the, even though d'antoni is on that staff and steve nash is the coach obviously so that they're they are running a similar system it just doesn't look like what the rockets were doing you know in the last few years and then when it, and then when it all comes down to it also I think mm-hmm. I trust the Brooklyn team in a playoff series defensively more than I would ever trust any of those Houston supporting cast teams mm-hmm. in a playoff series. Now you said defensively. Defensively, you said you trust the Nets defensively. I trust the Nets. I trust the Brooklyn Nets team mm. defensively more than I trust the Houston team defensively in a playoff series. So, so the, if, okay, got you. Got right. You, got you. So. Gotcha. So I don't mm. think Brooklyn is a great defensive team to no stretch of the imagination, but I think that's the, where I thought you was going. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I don't to mm. no stretch of the imagination, but I think in a game again, and I'm only talking, I'm talking about a game seven against the Sixers because that's where I think it will go. I think that, yep. I think that with the offensive pieces they have 
and the defensive mm-hmm. the defensive pieces that they do have, I do think that they would able they would be able to play situational basketball to stop whoever the Sixers guy is in the fourth quarter, whoever that guy is. Yes, I trust that the Brooklyn team would be able to stop that guy if it's in 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 a in those pivotal moments of a game seven. So if it's mm-hmm. Joel Embiid they're trying to get the ball to, I believe in a five-minute stretch mm-hmm. for the game, they would yep. stop Joel Embiid. Um, yep. I don't even know who else you talk about on the Sixers team to right. to win the well, game it's really for gonna you. Be, it's really going to have to be, and I, and I don't think Ben Simmons is that guy. Exactly. But it's going, But it's going to have to be Ben Simmons, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. going to have to be him. And look, he he's one of the better penetrators in the paint yeah. mm-hmm. that you know we've seen in the game mm-hmm. today. He's he's one of the better guys that get into the rack. Yeah, and they're gonna give him space. Like you, he, he's gonna guys are gonna give him space because they're gonna damn the shoot. And we know he's not you know capable of doing that. Yeah. Um. I I tell you what, <laughs> don't 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 let that man. <laughs> Don't let that man get into a passing or you know or, or scoring situation. Um, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily sleep on Ben Simmons because he can he can. Oh, I'm sleeping on Ben up. Simmons. I'm sorry. I'm sleeping on Ben Simmons. That's fine, and that's fine. And I'm and I'm saying from the standpoint of you just trying to figure out what he's gonna do. You you know what I'm saying? Is well, we know what he's not hole? gonna do. Sure, we know what he's not gonna do. But do we know if he's gonna run? If he's gonna cut to the paint is he going to find that open guy you know are you going to double him i believe you don't double him you right. ju- you you play him you play him one on one yeah right. that's right you 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 play him one on one and you just and you guard the perimeter that i mean that's really how right. you're going to that's really how you're going to defend you, the and Sixers. then you dare those other guys to make shots and here's the other thing the mm-hmm. only guy i trust on that outside to shoot and 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 make clutch shots is Danny, Danny Green. Green Danny Green yep yeah, I I got the Brooklyn Nets because he's got that championship. I got the Brooklyn Nets, bro. I ain't even gonna hold you because I think it'll go get seven games, and I think when it comes down to it, there's nobody that's gonna take over uh, mm-hmm. effectively enough for the Philadelphia Seventy mm-hmm. Sixers. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll say this: I think if the Nets get to the finals and they have to go through Philly in the conference finals to do so, I think the guy that's gonna get them there is Kyrie. I, I I I think that's the guy you look at and you say, hey, you need a basket, you need maybe, you know, three possessions, five possessions in a row where, you know, you're dropping shots. For me, Kyrie, I think, is that guy. Not that Harden can't do it. Right. And, we, and, and we've talked about his playoff failures in the past, but Kyrie is, lives for this moment also. Yeah, but imagine... So, but imagine mm-hmm. Kyrie doing that, and then they mm-hmm. doubling and tripling him, and then they having James Harden, and then him having James Harden to kick out to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I trust James or, Harden to shoot that for wide or, open three or you, pointer, or you just play him one on one, or Doc Rivers just decides, you know what? Don't don't even double these guys. Let's just 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 go one on one. We're 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 the we're one of the better defensive teams in the league. Let's just stick to what we know. But then who do you put Ben Simmons? Who do you have Ben Simmons guard? Kyrie or James Harden? And because the problem is, is that whoever you put Ben Simmons on, that next mm-hmm. man up got to deal with. Yeah, whether it's a Tobias Harris or a, a Seth Curry. And, and, yeah, and, Tobias, and Tobias Harris. And let me wait. Let me not waste your time. 
Uh-huh. Tobias Harris nor Seth Curry wants any smoke with James Harden. Well, I was going to say Tobias Harris is not a great defender. Yeah. In the, in, individually. And, yeah. and I want to say that because I know the Sixers collectively are a good defense. That don't mean he's a good defender? That because, just means... Right. It's not because of him. It's yeah. not because of him. So I, I wanted to, you know, get that straight. Yeah. Um. Can, can we get to some football? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So... I'm a little bummed that we didn't get Kenny Galladay, but um, he did sign with the Giants. Yep. Um, and they also did get a Dory Jackson to. Uh, they signed a Dory Jackson three years, like 30, 35 39 million. 39. 39 million. They gave him yeah, a bag. Yeah. They gave yeah, him a yeah. bag. So here's my thing with the Giants and the moves that they made. I like the moves that they made. For sure. Um, this has got to be the year where Daniel Jones has to take off. When you when you've got Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard, Saquon Barkley's coming back from his injury. You also got Darius Slayton, who's got some upside, and now you get Kenny Galladay, who is you know money when it comes to contested catches. He's he's just money at that. Um. We're going to find Jones out if Kenny Galladay is a number one receiver. Yeah, I mean, that too. Because I know he's had, some, he's had some injury uh, injury history also. But for me, this season is going to start and end with Daniel Jones and whether he's going to take that next step forward with this group of offensive players. This is probably the best that I've seen the Giants in quite a while mm-hmm. in terms of the running back position, the receivers. Yeah, this is this is the best that I've yep. seen in a while. Yeah, it, it, it's time. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm and I'm I'm refraining from calling him Danny Dimes until he 2021, where he can you know he can improve and he's got to cut down on the turnovers for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, like I said, I know we talked about Daniel Jones for for a couple of weeks maybe. Um. Saquon Barkley's healthy. This is uh this is the team. This is a playoff team, I think. And the Giants. Saquon Barkley is healthy. If he stays healthy and he mm-hmm. he's like 80% mm-hmm. of what he was. Right. right. I, I I think this is a playoff team. I think team. if I think if Saquon Barkley has like the 1600 yard rushing year, they're a playoff team. I mean, I, like I think that's lofty. That, if he's that good, you think that's lofty? I think that's lofty. I think if you give him 1,200 yards and nine touchdowns, they're a playoff team. Hmm. Hmm. Good corners. Okay. Good corners. Solidified okay. at the nose tackle. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little, maybe, maybe, maybe uh, their weaknesses in the linebacker area where tight ends and running backs can get out behind them. Maybe. Um, yeah. But, but. Yeah, Bradbury. They'll get Bradbury back. Yeah. But yeah. but um, I mean, they, they might be Martinez, a playoff. They might they they might be a playoff team. They I think that, they'll be in the conversation. I think week fourteen, week fifteen, they will be in. The are they still doing the seven teams five. in the playoffs? Yes, they are. Yes, yeah, they, they are. might. I and think, and I think this may be the year where they add that seventeen, that 17 game. game. I did I did see game. that somewhere. I did see that they might do that. Yeah, yeah, I, I got I, I, the Giants might get that seven seed, man. That they, they might get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean it's possible. I mean it's still the NFC East. 
Um, obviously, we think the Cowboys are the favorite mm-hmm. to win the division. No mm-hmm. question about that. But, but roster wise, roster wise, mm-hmm. as much as I like the football teams front four, yeah. uh, this roster is better. Mm-hmm. This roster is better. Um, if, if you could hold that line up for a couple of for, for a couple of seconds more to get the ball out of um, out of Danny Jones's hands or soften them up with the run game, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I could definitely uh, I could definitely see them, you know, contending for that playoff spot. Yeah. I could I could definitely see it. NFC I just East. Think about, oh. I just I just think about the likes of Green Bay, Seattle, uh, what San Francisco could potentially be when they get their healthy players back. Um, I, I think about Tampa and the Saints and the, and the Cowboys. Like I, I I think about those teams. That's and six teams. Those. Right, right. There's six teams. And then you got some of the like questionable ones, like the Rams. Like we we don't talk about the Rams. And um they just picked up the Sean Jackson for one year, I think. I'm not um, high on and, I'm and, a, and I, ain't, I ain't gonna and, lie to you. And Matt Stafford is there. Yeah, I'm What's not up? super high on the 49ers. Um I'm just not. Mm-hmm. Um Okay. I'm not high on the 49ers. I forget the other team you mentioned that I might that I might not be super high on. Um, Rams, the Rams. Uh, I'm definitely not. And I get it. Matthew Stafford is there. Uh, like, like they they should be the Seahawks. Have, the Seahawks have to win the Super Bowl. Let me take it back. The Seahawks was the team that I'm not super high on right now. Okay. Um, okay. just an, uh, just another year of having Russell Wilson run for his life. The defense so far hasn't gotten hasn't gotten better. Um, yeah. Seahawks, Seahawks don't don't really hold a whole bunch of weight with me. I, man. Like right, right now, man, that's a, that's a what, that was a twelve win team. That was a twelve win team. Sure, right? yeah, yeah. Where do, do, Russell Wilson? Do, 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 did they lose somebody? Uh, nobody, nobody major. Just like I said, another year of a terrible offensive line. Another year uh-huh. of a ter- as constructed right now. Another year of a bad yep. defense. They did nothing. Uh, I think they might have signed Carlos Hyde to try to help their uh, running game out. Like they did, yeah, because they lost what's his name. Uh, they lost Chris Carson, right? Um, I'm I'm not sure who they lost, but I know they just signed somebody. They signed somebody as well. Um, uh-huh. This 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 running game still isn't good. Yep. There is there is nothing being taken off of uh, Russell Wilson. There is nothing being Man. taken off of Russell Wilson. Meanwhile, the Cardinals and the Rams. Mm-hmm. The Cardinals and the Rams. Oh, the Cardinals. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not high on Seattle right now. I'm I'm not. Yeah. Well, then that whole division right there is like tough. I mean, you so gotta res- you gotta it, respect Seattle because they have Russell Wilson. You have to. You just have to. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and 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 again, if if we're talk if we're just talking about them coming off of a 12 win season, then I mean, I don't I don't I mean, I'm not trying to go up and down the schedule or anything thing like that but i mean you win 12 games with those deficiencies um i can't imagine you being any worse than maybe 10 and 6 9 and 7 like if if you had no changes to that roster and you didn't lose nobody that significant then i i, I can't imagine well i don't know who they lost and didn't and lose i didn't know who they lost i don't know who they lost and didn't okay. lose i know but i do know the arizona cardinals got better at pass rush i do know that they got better Cardinals got um, better. I know the Rams, Rams are still the Rams. Better. Yeah, I, I, I'm just talking about that pass. I'm just talking about that rushing the passer, meaning getting to Russell Wilson. 
I know the Cardinals sure, have gotten sure. better. I know the Rams have always been good. And I know the San Fran yeah. for, I mean, even though I don't really believe in them, I know their defense is good. They're going to they're gonna get those players back. I know the offensive line for Seattle is bad. Yeah. But, but even you're still talking about three teams out of that division. And then we're talking about we're talking about the Saints. We're talking about the Bucks. We're talking about Green Bay. You're also saying Dallas. That, yeah, you're also saying why I'm not high on the Seattle to me. Like they're legitimately, legitimately on paper, depending on how you how you want to uh, judge sure. the Forty ers on sure. paper. On paper, potentially the Seahawks is the is the worst team. I might, yeah, I, I might see that. I might see that. I, I mean, I won't even say potentially. On paper, results. they're the worst team. Yeah, I, I, I just, I, I care about the results, and I, and I get what you look like on paper is what you look like on paper. But I mean, but you're that, still basing that, it on last year too, though. Yeah, that, that team is just—they've been doing it for so long. Like, like they're one of the—I mean, they're one of the consistent teams in the league. Like, how in much terms stock, of how much to the playoffs? Do you think? How long before you think Russell Wilson starts to catch feelings about these, uh, all this? I mean, we just have finished talking about trade rumors. We have been talking about trade rumors and Russell Wilson mm-hmm. since mid-season last year. But right. now, more so more so than ever, uh, trade rumors. And him, and, his, yeah. and, him, and him through his management or whatever saying, oh, I, would, mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind going to Dallas. Oh, I wouldn't mind playing in Chicago. Like, he's, like, he's right. releasing these statements. Right. Yeah, and and Russell Wilson was on a couple of radio shows too. Like he he's actually been making appearances and talking and things like that. I don't know if it's him necessarily talking about the the football aspect of you know the interview, but he's been seen, he's been heard. Um, I still don't believe he's going anywhere. Um, I mean, right. I'm. I'm that's. I didn't. I didn't mention that to say he's going anywhere. I mentioned that to say. Um, Maybe mm. he wants to go somewhere. And if you don't want right. to be on the team that you're playing for, that affects your play. Yep. If he doesn't, and right, and that's if he doesn't get the help that he needs, then yeah, he's going to be frustrated and eventually he's going to want up out of there. Everybody knows you can't fix the offensive line in one offseason. Of course. You just can't do it. Of course you it. can't. Yeah, you just can't do it. Of course. Of course, of course not. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll for see. sure. Uh, your man got another contract in the NFC East. Your man Joe Flacco. I know uh, that's your man. Yeah, yeah. yeah ABM yeah. always says that's your man. Let's, As, let's, of course, I mean, cool. I, yeah. Let's, I'm just saying, your yeah, man. I just wanted, cool. I just wanted to put out that your man's got another job. Uh, Steelers cut Steve Nelson. They put him on the trading block for a few days, maybe five days, close to a week. Mm-hmm. Um, couldn't get after nothing. For him. Could get nothing. I, I don't. I, I won't say they couldn't get nothing for him because I don't know what mm-hmm. offers were put out there. I'll say that they didn't get a good deal because I, I, I find it hard to believe that nobody wanted Steve Nelson when statistically, just saying statistically, we know he wasn't one of the best corners in the league, but stats would suggest that he would want. He was one of the better. Uh, corners in the league last year and the year before so i find it hard to believe that nobody uh wanted him i just don't think still has got the compensation they thought they deserved for him so uh, i was gonna say maybe maybe nobody it maybe it's not the fact that nobody wanted him maybe it's nobody wanted to give up 
assets for him. Yeah, uh, so whatever, like, whatever the on, conversation was. He's on the was. markets, so like he's on the market. Teams want him. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's be clear. Yeah, Team, teams want him. So Sammy Watkins was in the building um, earlier today. Uh, Ravens are you know looking for wide receivers, and um, he walked out of there without a contract. So I I don't know where that stands. I know he's going to see the Giants tomorrow. Um, and that, and that's crazy because they already got like four wide receivers, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I, if I'm already. if I'm the Giants, so, if I'm the Giants, I'm trying to sign um, Sammy Sammy Watkins too. If I can get Sammy Watkins, I'm I'm bringing him in. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't know how I, I don't know how I feel about Sammy Watkins. Like, I mean, he's had some injury issues, but if they if the Ravens ever signed him, then it's like, all right, you know what? That I mean, that's cool because we kind of just hope it works out. out. Yeah, because uh, Willie Sneed, I think, is on his way out. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's a free agent, and we haven't necessarily resigned him yet. So he, he may go someplace else, and we definitely need to replace him because that yeah. dude is a, a third-down machine. Um, I, I just got one more thing, and it's it, it's kind of half football-related and kind of half entertainment-related. So Kanye West has officially uh, – according to reports and social media become the richest slash wealthiest African-American in the planet at 6.6 or in history is is what they said in history is what they said in history. And that's due to the gap um, collabo that he's got along with some other things. Here's what I got to say. And I'm and congratulations to Kanye West for thank you for starting with that. that. Thank you for starting with that. Yeah, congratulations to Kanye for you know having that title. Kanye, I was going to say I'm sorry. I was going to say just congratulations for having six point six billion. I don't give a damn about where that ranks. Um, But go ahead. I don't. I don't either. I don't. I don't care where it ranks. But I, I do care that that is a title you know, for, you know, for an African-American person um, in this country. But I did want to say this about him being worth that much. Kanye West, at some point, man, I would love for you to think about investing in an NFL franchise. Mm-hmm. $6.6 billion. Mm-hmm. I, w- I, would, I, would, I would love to see Kanye West invest in one of these football teams. Yeah. And I and, and I and I understand that Kanye has had some, you know, some some things with the black community and you know his dealings with Trump and 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 maybe and maybe those dealings with Trump when he was in office that might help him yeah. get, get a team because you know all the owners have to vote a new owner in so mm. maybe maybe this helps Kanye's cause. But, I think I think in that front Kanye's. Kanye, um, as much as I would want a black man or a black person for that matter to uh, own an NFL team in majority, um, yeah. one, one, let's be clear, uh, I don't believe he has six. Well, clearly, he doesn't have 6.6 liquid. We, let, he doesn't. Clearly, no, he doesn't. Clearly. He doesn't. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know how that would work for him to do it. I, I I would imagine that he has enough assets to be a majority owner with a comp, you know, with an investment mm-hmm. team or with all that. I was going to say, if you get some investors 
I don't think they would ever vote a nigga like Kanye West, no matter how much ass kissing to white people he's been doing over the past, uh, let's say, Mm -hmm. five, six years. Um, I don't think mm-hmm. the white boys club would ever, uh, would the, ever. The good old, the good old boy, good club. old boy club. That's, that's what you call it. I would. They <laughs> yeah. would never, 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 ever, ever, ever vote the likes of Kanye West into that club. You you might you might be right. I again. Kanye is still Kanye is still is still connected to some of the biggest things in African American culture. Uh, Yeezys are uh, outside of Jordan. Yeezy is the biggest, you know, tennis shoe. Uh, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, He's still the one of the greatest hip hop producers, artists uh, in the world. Uh, Like he's Mm -hmm. still tied to too many nigger things if uh if that makes any sense and to be let into that into that into that club i I just don't think that uh kanye west is the candidate for them to accept uh into that club as a black man i don't think it's kanye yeah well i mean you may be onto something um i I think you make some good points but i hope i'm wrong Um, if he ever wanted to get a team i hope i'm wrong Right, right. And, you know, whenever we have these conversations, we're always talking about, like, when we talked about the Washington football team, I posed a question out there, who's, like, the most important African-American in D.C.? Um, We couldn't figure that out. Damn it. Oh, man, there is a guy in D.C., and I forgot his name, but I just happened to see him on Instagram a week ago, uh and the dude is a legit billionaire, and I can't forget, uh, I'm going to look it up, though. Okay. It's a okay. dude, black dude from DC, legit, legit billionaire. And I, I can't remember his name. Okay. Okay. Cause, I can't remember you know, his name. Like we, we, we have these conversations and we're always kind of looking for the wealthiest black people to potentially make history by purchasing one of these franchises. Like I like I hope one day Tyler Perry buys the Falcons one day. Mm. Like that's just like a that's just like a dream of mine. I don't know why it's an actual, you know, dream of mine, but that's something that I hope one day, you know, could happen possibly. Yeah. Um, but with, with Kanye, I think you make a great point. Um, there's always this too, the money talks. And if it's one thing that white owners in particularly love, they, they love, they love themselves money. So, yeah. and, and anything, and anything to capitalize on something or something they will they will hop on it. So yeah. Kanye could be involved in all the niggerish things right now. He could still be connected to the hip hop world. He could still be Kanye. But if that money talking and these owners are, you know, looking to make a deal and, you know, get some ownership in there, then Mm-hmm. I hear I, you. I say I say there's a chance. I say there's a chance. There's always a chance. Um, my last, the last I, thing I, I got, the last thing I got, mm-hmm. bro, and um, um, I'll just, I'll just ask it. Um, yep. Deshaun Watson is now facing sixteen different women coming out mm-hmm. and saying that he's has been doing whatever he has been doing that was sexually inappropriate. My question mm-hmm. at this point, because I'm still not decided is at how many women have to come out 
before we are off the he's being set up train? Well, and I'm, I'm glad you brought this up. I don't, I, I don't want to stretch it as long as it needs to get stretched, but my, my thoughts on it originally was, you, you know, you, you can't help but notice that the timing of the allegations is a little, you know, was sketchy. A little off. It's a little yeah, sketchy. Seemed like he being set up. Little, little suspect. You, you can't help but notice that. On the other hand, I'm rooting for, and it's not taking sides here, right? Because if these women were assaulted and their allegations come true, then Deshaun Watson has to suffer the consequences. If it turns out that Deshaun Watson is innocent and absolved 100% from all of this stuff, then the women that have come forward with these false allegations have to get all the smoke and have to suffer the consequences. And the fact What I'm rooting for... What I'm, I'm sorry. What, that, what I'm rooting for here is the truth. I, 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 I want to know what the, the truth is. Mm-hmm. Because no matter what the, when, no matter what the truth is, one of these two sides is going to be highly responsible and end up facing consequences as a result of these cases. Yeah. So I'm not going to pick sides here because women that come forward and have a legit case of being sexually assaulted, that should be taken seriously. Yeah. Um, I also think that there is a culture there is a culture, and it's, and I'm not saying this is all women, but there is a culture of, um, what do you call it, being um, a culture of going after guys who have money, mm-hmm. you know, just looking for a quick payday. There, there is that culture that does exist. Yep. So what I'm looking for is both parties to tell their stories have their days in court and whatever jury, judge, whoever, whatever the truth is that comes out, whatever that is, I I, I just want that to just be the final focal point. It yeah. is the truth. All I and can whoever's do- gotta suffer, whoever's gotta suffer the consequences, just just let it be that. Well, um I I pray for the truth to be unveiled but as we know in these situations um a lot of times the truth will never we'll never find out what the truth is uh yes i mean essentially essentially deshaun watson could have possibly never touched any of these women any appropriate sexually or did anything inappropriate sexually to any of these women but there is a chance because of whatever's going on in this fucking evil ass world that he gets uh accused and loses his job and all of those uh, all of those things and um that's something god got sort out um with that being said uh if he did it um everything he got coming to him he deserves it uh if he didn't do it um i hope that these women get some type of a uh, uh pay some type of a cost for it um and lastly if deshaun watson is being set up by not just these women but a faction that is paying these women to say these things 
because mm-hmm. the cost of the cost of lying about those things aren't high at all. Right. I hope that faction gets what they deserve. And mm-hmm. I ended on that note. Yeah, yeah. And I and I'll just end it with this. Um in the beginning of all this, there was a conflict of interest that the lawyer that first brought these allegations to the table was a, either a neighbor or some other affiliation with someone from the Houston Texans ownership group. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you have that kind of um, conflict there. Um, the other conflict is is that this lawyer stated that he went to the Houston police with this report. And, and, I, and I saw this tweet the other day from the Houston Police Department that confirmed and stated that that guy had never sought out the Houston Police Department ever. Mm. So obviously there's something going, there's somebody's lying about something. When, like when in every situation, those it, groups. Like, like in this of situation, course. every single time somebody's lying and somebody's telling of the truth. And, 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 and really more, more often true than that, uh, there's one story, there's one side, there's the other person's side, and then there's the truth. So, I mean, yep, take what yep. you will. Of course, of course, of course. Hey, uh, I want to give a shout out to Chief Rock the Jersey Vern in the chat. Also, what's happening? RC came up in here also. And I saw prayers for you, man. Too, we be so. seeing you on Facebook, man. Prayers for your situation, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I won't say it, just prayers for your situation. Yeah, yeah, but he he did tell me earlier today that he's not out of the woods, but he is doing much better, and he is at home. Good. So, so that's 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 a great thing. So, shout out to you, RC, um, and shout out to everybody that's been listening and watching us on Facebook Live and on YouTube Live. Um, just don't forget, folks, you can um, continue to follow us on the Facebook page if you know somebody that's not. Um, hook, hooked up to us, just tell them to hit the like button. Tell and a friend also, to tell a friend. Yep, and also uh, for YouTube, if you're a YouTube user, make sure you subscribe to our channel as we have our lives there also. Um, check us out on social media at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast, also on Twitter at Barbershop S-P-O-R-2, and also we are on these platforms as a podcast. You can listen to us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Google Play. And just one more thing before we head out, if you got any questions or comments about the show, you can hit us up on email at barbershopsportstalk1 at gmail.com. So um, if Maestro, you got nothing else, man, I got nothing else. So um, y'all have a good week. We're going to be back next Tuesday giving you that sports talk. Y'all have a good night. Peace. Love. we breathe, the water we drink, the soil that grows food for our families. These basic elements are essential to healthy, happy lives. 
America's corn growers think so too. Across the country, they're pitching in every day and doing the work to produce food and fuel that is healthy in a sustainable way. Go to ncga.com to learn more about how corn farmers grow a more sustainable future for us all. That's ncga.com. Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air.